Greetings, nerds. This is Seen and Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. With me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? I am good. I am fresh. I, I had a um I had an issue this morning. Okay. Oh, okay. As you know, <laughs> the <laughs> Bravo Super Bowl occurred last night. It and did. I'm on delay. I'm on delay with my Vanderpump rules watching. Yeah. Um, for all of you who are listening and don't know the connection, but we're talking about Vanderpump Rules season finale, which wasn't going to be the finale. Until all of the shit came out about the scandal. Yeah. And then that happened. And two days later, they picked up cameras and filmed for about two two weeks. And that is what aired last night. So mm-hmm. I get up this morning and I'm like, I've been watching Vanderpump in the mornings before I go to work. While I'm eating my breakfast. And I go to Amazon. And my season pass has not been updated. Oh, no. And I had a panic for about five minutes and I was, and then I was just like, you know what? I bet it's on Apple. So yes, I already have a season pass. This should be a free episode of TV for me or an episode I already paid for. But I put, I put down another $3. (laughs) (laughs) You can't miss the scandal ball. (laughs) I'm tired of dodging. It's not even, I can't miss it. Like it's, it's streaming. It's always going to be there. But I can't keep dodging the TikToks. The, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what just, I meant by you can't miss it because, I mean, hell, it, it was, uh, I was stranded in Charlotte Douglas Airport last night and I, it was just, it was like, trend, it was like number, number two your trends of like yep. in, in the country. I think the only thing on top of it was like the basketball game. <laughs> the scandal. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. scandal. Yeah. Pump rules, exactly. you know. <laughs> Which the the only reason why the basketball got got views game got views is because a lot of people I think were like me going into this finale being like we've already we already know we already know what happens we've already seen they've teased the shit out of this finale yeah. they I've listened to so many podcasts with cast members talking about the finale alluding to it and in retrospect. It was about what I expected, but there were there were <laughs> some conversations and interactions that still just make you sit and think, wow, and you know you're on TV and saying this stuff. Like, how do you, how, it's one thing to be an asshole in real life, mm-hmm. but to know perfectly well there is a camera in front of you recording this to be broadcasted so the whole world can see and you're still going to behave in this manner yeah yeah you're still going to try to sell this idea it's okay that i cheated on my girlfriend of nine years who i bought a home with and have lived with um but i cheated on her and it's okay because i was gonna break up with her like two weeks ago like she stopped having sex with me four years ago. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, do you hear what's coming out of your mouth? And oh. and then the the girl uh, Rachel, who um he slept with, um is saying, well, I just wanted to know what it felt like to have sex with someone who I really loved, and you're just like, <sighs> but so so 
the fact that this girl, there's this girl called Ariana who mm-hmm. you're friends with. <laughs> so the fact that that girl is living with this guy who you love, like that didn't factor into this equation. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still think that the fin- the true finale is always the reunion and we get three episodes of the reunion and Andy Cohen keeps telling us just wait until the reunion it gets worse and we're like does it can it can people and and you know after watching the finale yeah yeah it can <laughs> get worse <laughs> because i think i think what what gets worse it's not the actions it's mm-hmm. the reaction it's the this is this is how I'm going to quote unquote explain what I did and give mm. these and you're just and you're listening to the excuse or the justification and it's not adding up and there's been time to like you can have a PR person tell you like yeah that's not the best move yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but I don't know it's just it's just crazy to me but um yeah. So, so I had a step back. I figured it out. I got it done. And every now and then while I was at work today, I thought about it. And I was like, geez, man, I can't wait to watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait so, for the reunions. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I, yeah. Well, I, like I said, I, this, I lived this show vicariously through you and now it's like you know and i've always like you know as i mentioned before i've always seen pump rules and everything like that trending and you know it's kind of you know you can't be on the internet or on social media and not know what what it's about but you know but living this show vicariously through you now it's just like yeah you know i'm gonna be watching the reunion just for just because i don't want to be like you know having a big case of FOMO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I think for anybody who's just like, I'm late to the party, just get on with the reunion. They always show flashbacks to the highlights of the season. Like you don't necessarily have to watch the season, but mm. that reunion, when people actually get a chance to confront each other, granted because of the temporary restraining order, Sheena, mm. it like, they're going to like Rachel and Sheena, have to be on at different times. Um, yeah. That's a whole thing. So, <clears throat> um, but but yeah, it's um, watch the reunion if you if you like. Will said if you're feeling some FOMO, um, very curious. Like I almost just want to fast forward the next few months just to understand what this show looks like now in its eleventh season. Mm-hmm. I heard it got renewed, but it nobody did. has confirmed about contracts with these cast members. Um, and there's there's a line in the sand. Um, like, there is a line that Arion has drawn that's like, if you're friends with them, you're not friends with me. So, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, and And I also heard some cast members, old cast members might be coming back to kind of fill the quote unquote void. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the other, you know, something else I, I tried like will prepared this rundown and he didn't realize I was going to hijack the show. Um, oh, that's fine. So well, hijack away, hijack away. Because like nothing happened this week. 
Well, a few things happen. I mean, yeah, I, not really. Writers but are not really. Things that neither on one of us. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be on strike. I mean, con uh, can be the movie the, the movie movie festival is going on, but I mean, yeah, it's just like eh, nothing really. You know, there's a lot of just a lot of art, a lot of stuff I saw about it, but nothing that really like struck my fancy to put it on the on the. Yeah. Right now, so yeah, so I was just basically waiting for the CW upfronts today. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, and still no final word on the fate of Superman and Lois. No, no, no final word. But uh, interestingly enough, the the head of the network, of the new head of the network, did again just sort of double down on what we talked about last week, which is, you know, Superman and Lois is a very expensive show. They don't have the rights to the library because that's over on HBO Max. And so the show's really not making any money for them. So they really don't have a big incentive to renew it at this point. Uh, So, you know, if they do renew it, maybe they'll renew it, you know, as a mid-season replacement in 2024. But, you know, and, and interestingly enough, they did in their sizzle reel for the acquired shows and and things that they have created for the CW uh, for the 23-24 season. They did include Superman and Lois in the sizzle reel. So there is a glimmer of hope. But but at this point, it would not surprise me if we get word sooner rather than later, to quote the president of the network, uh, that the show's been canceled. Um. Just on top of the Superman news or the Superman and Lois discussion, um, I did see the article about Rachel Brosnahan possibly being cast as Lois in the new Superman movie. Yeah, yeah, that that was a big that was hit over the week this past weekend. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was like competing articles and tweets between the Hollywood Reporter and Deadline about the scoops, and, and James Gunn basically was throwing all you know cold cold water on all of it, saying I ain't talking about anyone. Right. Yeah, and yeah. the only person that's been cast yeah. is one person, and and we know that and that's Jason Momoa. So, um. For those of you who don't recognize the name Rachel Brashnahan, she's the star of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She's been on House of Cards way back in like the first season and done a few other things. But mainly Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is where people know her from. Um, I have been watching the last and final season of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Will, you mm-hmm. got off the train at the right time. You got oh, off train at the right time this season is awful (laughs) (laughs) uh there's one episode i want to say like two episodes ago i fast forward through 80 percent of it because i was like i don't care about this at all what like Mm -hmm. this is such a weird episode to throw in this final season um we're not seeing very much stand-up from her this season Mm -hmm. we're seeing just a lot of they're doing something interesting with time um, huh. and and kind of showing where the characters are now versus maybe 30 years in the future and and what has changed. And then there's some mystery and then it's about unpacking 
what went down in the past to align with where the characters are in the future. Okay. But, but like I said, the, the reason why I fell in love with this show besides Lenny is because, um, her standup, that first season, I want to say a good five or six episodes always ended with a standup routine. Yeah. And I, I'm racking my brain. I still, can't I can't think of a single episode so far where we've had a like a clear stand-up routine from her um or even Uh, Lenny so like yeah yeah. that's that's disappointing I mean we haven't started it yet but uh it's one of those ones where we're both like um we need to start that but it's just it's sort of like the crown (laughs) it's like we'll get back to it whenever we get back to it (laughs) yeah the 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 last season of the crown Um, didn't really hit for me the way, um, the previous, the fourth season, yeah, right? Yeah. Fourth but, season was the one with where they first introduced young Diana, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um, Rich, but, yeah. Interested yeah. about Rachel. Cause I know she was on, was it was the view this week and uh, she was asked about the, the articles from, from the, um, from the weekend. And I think she, you know, she was like, you know, she didn't. She, she she had a very interesting answer, if I recall. I just saw a clip um, where she was like, oh, that would be, you know, love the idea of, you know, Lois and the character and, and all. But, um, but of course, she didn't really confirm or deny the, whether or not she's sent out, you know, a tape in or, or anything like that um, as far as being or. But apparently, according to the articles, her audition, she killed it. So. Oh, I have no doubt. The moment I heard that, I was like, that makes sense. That adds up. I can totally see, especially after coming, following um, Amy Adams Mm -hmm. on the big screen, at least. It it makes sense. I mean, she, she has this way where she, between Amy Adams and, um, I forget her last name, but Bitsy on. uh, Talk. Yeah, on Superman and Lois. I think she's like the middle between those two mm-hmm. um, and could and could be a really standout Lois. Well, I, granted, I mean, the, yes, you have to be good at the casting, like get that person in the right ship. But if you don't give them a good script, then whatever. But we know James Gunn is writing it. Love him. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. We'll, Hopefully he. They also ca- are casting for chemistry, though, because <laughs> yeah, that's an important. Little th- that's, yeah, very important. Yeah, <laughs> Clark. Yeah. And, yeah, whoever. Yeah, I know. Uh, what I know as far as some of the other actresses that were named in the articles, like Emma Mackey, uh, Phoebe Devner, and Samara Weaving. Any any thoughts about them? Who? Samara Weaving, I know, but who's the other one? Uh, Emma Mackey. I think she was in... Um, she the... Um, oh, gosh. I'm, I'm looking at the article now. Um, let me pull it up here. She was in Sex Education. Yes. She's... Um, who's the person that she looks like? Oh gosh, I haven't watched she's that show in forever. She's in Barbie. Um, oh yeah, she's also Barbie. in Barbie. Yep, yeah. She's Margot Robbie lookalike. Yeah. As soon as you said yeah. Emma, I was like, 
But I couldn't think of the name. For some reason, I was thinking Lovestruck, but I think that's a different Netflix show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but, yeah um, which which tracks with people, because I know, you know, if, if, you know, given that James is really adores Margot Robbie and given that she would be a doppelganger for her, that, that I could see that. Okay, so this As, is going to be a weird answer. Yeah. It will depend on... Um, I can see any three of those actresses play Lois, mm-hmm. but the right Lois will depend on who gets cast as Superman because True. age wise, not to yeah. say that any of these women are old. I think, I think Samara and Rachel are probably the closest in age. Um, yeah. but, yeah, this- but yeah, like, um, Emma leans more on the younger side. Right. Um, so, so yeah, we'll we'll see. But I mean, those choices to me, it sounds like they they have a very clear idea of who they want, like mm-hmm. a, an archetype. Um, it's not like these crazy names that feel a bit like out of place. But I think it's a good thing that these names are very interchangeable. Like any three of them, I think yeah. could probably bring bring relatively the same thing to the sh- to the character it'll depend on who they cast opposite as um superman and how much chemistry those right. two actors can can yeah. have yeah and and you know and to your point about rachel being a known name emma mackey also now with barbie um you know if they decide to go with casting an unknown for Clark or a relative unknown for Clark, like Christopher Reed was whenever he was cast year, you know, in, in the, in the um, Superman, the movie, you know, you could sort of have Rachel play sort of the Gene Hackman role of a, a named actor, you know, Marlon Brando, you know, having that name person that people are familiar with to sort of anchor it. So then that gives them a little bit more flexibility to, you know, maybe hire, you know, cast, someone who was an up-and-comer like Christopher Reed was back in the day um, yeah. as I, Clark. I don't think Rachel's as known as you think she is. I don't oh. actually, those three in particular, e- even even Emma with Barbie, I don't I don't think those three think, are I well think Rachel's, known. Rachel's, I think, pretty well known. I mean, uh, uh, Mar- Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is definitely a water cooler, cooler show. That uh, okay. so, so I think... I think more people know who she is than than you, than you would suspect. Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, yeah, I I'm just gonna. You can say that more people know than I would expect, and I'll say I think you're you're overestimating just a little bit because I don't think Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is that that big. Um, I think it was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it is as prevalent as it is now. Um, but um, speaking about Barbie, yeah, because that movie is coming out on July 21st. Everyone listening, just word of it. We have a rundown. We are not going by the order. So this okay. is going to be very, this is very um, stream of consciousness conversation right now. <laughs> but um, I was, I was typing out, like I saw on July 21st, I think it's July 21st. It is. Um, 
Barbie's coming out. And then I was like, oh, wait, Oppenheimer's coming out that same day. That cross-counter-marketing move, I don't know. Every now and then I find something out like that and I'm like, okay, this is a business, everyone. But but yeah, which um, Barbie, um, I didn't. I didn't get it even after watching that trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, And then somebody pointed out, this is going to be elf. Mm. And I was like, that's, Oh, that makes sense. That's what they're doing. Okay. I get it now, (laughs) but, but, and, and shout out to whoever edited the trailer because I did not get that vibe from the trailer. I I love more questions. But when you think about knowing they have shot these two, Barbie and Ken, in the quote-unquote real world, and then comparing it to Elf, you're like, okay, okay, pieces are coming together. Um, I still would probably see Oppenheimer over it just because, you know, my love for Nolan, so. Oh, yeah, same, same. I've already, like, bookmarked that weekend. Oppenheimer first, Barbie second, as far, you know, if I catch Barbie, maybe that next the following weekend. Uh, but yeah, the Oppenheimer, which I know there was, I know there was a few weeks ago, there was like rumors out there that uh, Oppenheimer was going to get bumped till to later in the year, but they like, nope, we're, they, we're, we're locked into July 21st. And, uh, and, you know, and, and you know, saw the, second trailer i guess the i guess the second or extended trailer uh right before um guardians of the galaxy yeah. and it was oh yeah it, before it hit the before it hit youtube and the and general release and it got more about the story you know because we had you know obviously we had the the general you know ex- the, with the explosion and all that stuff in the prior trailer but you know, really get into the story and, you know, fleshing out some of Matt Damon's characters, more about Oppenheimer herself. And I'm just like this, this movie. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead and line up uh best supporting actor, best picture, best director. Cause this thing is, it's going to be, it's, it, 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 it's a master. It, it looks like it's going to be a masterpiece of filmmaking. Yeah. I think it's going to do what Dunkirk did. Mm. But so I actually, disagree i don't think i'm not going to be surprised if come awards re um season this movie is actually forgotten about mm, nah, yeah now, i feel like it's, yeah, granted, yeah um every everything everywhere all at once got a lot of awards and it was also summer so maybe that has changed yeah. um because as much as i love nolan films I think he because he's always dead set on a July release date for some mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. He um he often like will get forgotten about when it comes, except for sound editing and sound mixing, which he True. always seems to get. Yeah, so yeah. so I mean we'll we'll see, but um because there's a there's a bunch of movies I'm sure that are just gonna pop up and then when you think somebody's gonna get it somebody else does so well yeah, yeah. they they always seem to sneak their way in there true true yeah you're right that that is a fair point fair point uh, but uh, it it definitely will be it, it, it'll it, it may end up 
being one of those films that has a lot of momentum at the front end and like you said it peters out when it, the boat time actually does happen but or or it may just or or it could be like everything everywhere all at once where um it, well i guess that you know everywhere everything everywhere was one of those like it, it hit and it was i think it was just so different of a film last year that it just stood out from the rest of the pack and and i guess the i guess oppenheimer does sort of fall back into the traditional things that you think of as far as like oscar nominated films yeah yeah and and it's a history biography piece so on one end that leans heavily towards oscars Mm -hmm. on the other hand um it also just is like you gotta you gotta really do something different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know. I don't, that's what I, I got, and that's what I kind of got from the trailer because I thought it was going to be your your straight bio, you know, biographical piece, and and it, it definitely seemed to be a little bit more than that. So, have you seen Dunkirk? Uh, I have not. Oh, oh, watch Dunkirk, Will. Okay, okay. Because that it that. Because I've seen it um, twice, at least okay. uh, I saw it in theaters, um, and and so I I have an idea of what Nolan is likely to do with Oppenheimer. That's okay. all. I'll say. But yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah. For those yeah, who I... are like Will and haven't watched, because I think that's his only film that's technically um, history based. Mm-hmm. So out of all of them, so if you are interested in Oppenheimer and you haven't seen Dunkirk, I recommend that movie out of all in all of Nolan's movies to see before. Not because they have anything to do with each other, yeah. but just because um, to get get an idea of how someone who made Interstellar, um, Dark Knight, and Tenet would be like, oh, I'm going to do a biography. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I thought you leaned heavily into science fiction. Well, he he is very creative, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. A lot of these movies, we were going to do a whole discussion about summer movies. Looking at it, though, I don't know how many times we've talked about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Looking very forward to it. Yep. Will is making me see the Flash, and I'm I'm surprised you're not making me see it twice. Um, but I do at least have to sit through it once. Um, you're not making me go see Indiana Jones four. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm. You know, I, it it uh, debuted today at uh, at the uh, Cannes Film Festival. Apparently, uh, they did have a very um, emotional like ceremony for Harrison Ford right before it started but then after the film was over apparently it got it's getting mixed reviews uh, right but uh, as, prior to recording I just happened to check the tomato meter and it was at uh, 50%. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised based off of the yeah. trailers. The trailers yeah. I I get a sense that it's probably better than the fourth movie that no one talks <laughs> about but yeah. I don't think it's a true like return to the classic trilogy yeah yeah some of the early things i've seen yeah it's just like a it's a, a, a nostalgia piece not very th- you know and 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 not very thrilling and, and you know and it's hard to do adventure and, and 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 really it is kind of a relic of 
the 80s, 90s films making and that may just not resonate with audiences today. Um, so, Well, it's it's funny because you, you say it's hard to do adventure. They did three great adventures. Yes, but that was like <laughs> 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but my point is they've done it. It's yeah. hard to, I think, with any franchise um, to maintain consistency and and just be like, we did it. Yeah. Why well, do we serious. have to keep doing it? I mean, yeah. not yeah. everyone can be Fast and the Furious. Or Mission Impossible. <laughs> Which, yeah, I didn't even, okay, okay, I didn't, I didn't know, first of all, that a dead reckoning was coming. I, I kind of black out whenever Tom Cruise news comes up where I just like, I see it and then I instantly forget about it. Um, but then I also noticed on the title, it's dead reckoning part one. Yep. A part one. You know what this reminds me of? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if you saw this because fast and furious is one of your like big black holes in totally. um, cinema but yep. there apparently was a vin diesel interview recently where he's like yes fast 10 is the first of a trilogy oh oh i think oh <laughs> uh. <laughs> i well, love that reaction <laughs> uh yeah i have i have no words y'all i i mean okay <laughs> it's never going to end it's and not it's, it's like mission. It's like Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise is going to be ninety, like Shatner, and like still jumping off of cliffs. Yeah, yeah. I, I it is it is fun. Um, double toasted. Um, they watched the first one recently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, and I was I listened to like a good twenty minutes. Um, and then I had to do something. So. I, I want, I'm going to finish it eventually, but it is funny to hear them talk because I remember when the first one came out, I remember being obsessed with it and being obsessed mm -hmm. with Letty. I don't ever remember watching the second one. I don't remember it, watching the third one. Mm -hmm. And I remember randomly watching the fourth one and skipping the fifth. Like, I have such a weird relationship with the Fast and Furious. <laughs> Where I'm like in it and I'm out. I'm in it and then I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's um I I just like this whole dead reckoning part one reminds me so much of that comment. I mean, at least Tom Cruise is being honest. He's like, yeah. guys, this is never ending yeah. to the point where this is gonna be a part one, even though it's like the fifth movie or sixth movie in this franchise. Okay. Yeah, seventh. <laughs> Here seventh. My God. Um yeah. and I have seen every one of them. And other than two, I, I've enjoyed them all. My God. <laughs> so I've I've been a, I have a black hole for Fast and the Furious, but Mission Impossible, I'm 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 all there. And James Bond. And James Bond, that's correct. See, that's why Mission Impossible does not surprise me with you, because James Bond Mission Impossible, very similar in terms of yeah. genre. Yeah. You not being a fan of Fast and Furious, it means you're just a normal person who has <laughs> like, like, it, yeah, I, I totally understand that as well. Mm -hmm. um, this, the same people 
And and I'm I, okay. I'm generalizing and and this whole, but I'm just gonna say it. Go ahead. Nine times out of ten, if you're Fast and Furious fan, you probably have watched Venom and Carnage multiple mm. times, and you're probably a fan of the Transformers movies. You yeah. aka love a bad action movie, and that's okay. There's yeah. a market for it, clearly. So that's perfectly fine. Just allow me to make fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We we are not judging space here. You know, it's art is subjective. So whatever you like, hey, uh, you, you know, I'm sure we've probably gotten lots of snickers from people laughing at things we like. So it's it's equal. Everybody has their thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I watch. I, I get very critical about scripted television, and yet mm-hmm. I can I can go down the deep end of this reality content. <laughs> no one else. Exactly, uh, as yeah, at the top of our show, perfect example. Scripted, <laughs> scripted versus unscripted, very different critical viewing lens. Okay, um, and the last one is. Um, a movie that I honestly forgot was coming out. Um, I'll probably forget at least three more times before it actually comes out on August 18th, but that is Blue Beetle. Yep. Um, so so my question, mm-hmm. and, and this leads into what I wanted to talk about like 20 minutes ago, but what the heck, Will? We're going to be scrapping. You might end up seeing Fast 10. No, probably not because it's coming <laughs> out now. If, if Fast 10 was coming out in August, I may have forced you and myself to go see Fast 10 yeah. um, because, man, I, I'm just, I am, we're going to get a few weeks here. Mm-hmm. Like it's bam, bam, bam. And then nothing. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully we do have one thing to, that will help us at least carry us through June and end of June. And yes. Yeah, which I, it will, but this is also a MCU Disney Plus show, which yeah. hit and miss. It's they've been hit and miss with us, and they've. I, I'm very grateful for the MCU Disney shows because of this. Like the summer movie season hasn't hasn't like completely come back to what it was pre-pandemic. Right, right. Um, but but. That that'll end like in how many episodes is it? Uh, what is it? Six, six or eight? Six. Yeah, I was thinking that's why I asked. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, I, I I should know that off the top. I mean, it, it, usually they have six episodes, but this one may actually be more. Let me quickly look. I should, should yeah. know off the top of my head, but I don't because it's just so it's just so like happen it's so all all over the place. Um with Yeah, yeah. You you never know. And then someone is like, oh, we're gonna add two more. Um, but but even with Secret Invasion. Yeah, six episodes. Yeah, so I was right. Yeah. Yeah, even with Secret Invasion, we finally got confirmation that Loki season two isn't gonna happen until October. Mm-hmm. We and then on top of that. We don't get Echo until um, the end of November. Yep. So, and I'm just like, and, okay. And the, yeah, and the thing with Echo, they're dropping all six episodes at once. Which, yeah. Which, we might break that up, but yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, which is very interesting. There's a couple things to that. Um, one with this, this, we we're seeing the slowdown of MCU content, content because, um, you know, originally whenever, you know, originally we were supposed to have Agatha and Ironheart and everything else like this year too, but then Iger was like, no, 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 no. we got to give stuff time to breathe and also try to get the specialness. I mean, this is this is Will talking, not not Iger, but yeah, I think part of it too is just trying to get the specialness back to the to to the franchise because it, it's just if you just keep just churning stuff out, it's just it, the quality is diminished. Uh, the spe- you know the event nature of it is completely gone, and 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 so you know I think it's smart for them to do that. Getting to Echo, um, it. For them, there's one of, I guess there's two ways you could look at it. One, they're just, you know, it's a low risk character that they could just drop all six episodes, try to Netflix model out, see if that works. Or it's just so bad that they just want to just get it out there, let people see Daredevil and Kingpin, which I believe they're supposed to be in one episode of Echo. And just get it out, get it done, and move on because they just don't want people talking about it week to week. <laughs> have they have they shot any of Ironheart or Agatha? Uh, I believe they're in production now. But they haven't shot anything. Uh, I believe I think they're filming now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're still they're filming. Okay. They're filming now for 2024 releases. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be very curious about the reaction to especially Agatha, just because to your point about the it allows for specialness. Mm. It was a long time ago. It's been a while since we saw WandaVision. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, at the time, Agatha was a big deal. It was Agatha all along, big deal. Mm-hmm. Hashtag, mm-hmm. hashtag, hashtag. The yeah. longer this goes, I'm like, who's Agatha again? Why do we care? <laughs> Like what? So I just sometimes it makes sense, like to when you're dealing with characters you've already previewed to not have giant gaps, especially when you're when you're in lieu of all of these other characters you're juggling. Like people forget, Um, Mm -hmm. or or it's just like too much time has gone by. We don't care anymore. Um, so, so I'll be curious about that. And it's, and it's also interesting because, um, to your point about Echo, how we got WandaVision, WandaVision was the first one out of the gate and we didn't get, um, Hawkeye until like way later last Mm -hmm. year. So, um, but we're getting Echo way before Agatha. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah, I, um, but on top of that, like, even with Secret Invasion, we got a few things coming from the MCU in the later part of this year. What is everybody watching this summer? Like, I mean, the movies are here and there, and then we got Secret Invasion, but is there anything else we're missing? I just, Uh, I feel like there should be at least two other things going on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, between even even before the writer strike, I mean, I know for me personally, I'll have Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, which premieres yeah. 
um premieres june 15th uh so i'll have that to like hold me over as far as like you know not as far as shows this summer and that's another 10 that's another 10 week um thing but you know but yeah like you know stranger things delayed you know we and um the boys aren't aren't come, i don't think their release date has not come out but uh, now i know there's the boys spinoff uh vault you but I, th- I think that's maybe in august so yeah so there's still gonna be some time in june and has, july that uh has that uh, has the boys fil- finished filming their season yeah they, yeah they've wrapped yeah they've okay wrapped. Yeah. Uh, yeah the boys don't usually come out until like september yeah yeah, yeah. So. And, I, and I think yeah, and I think Kripke noted that yeah. So I think their their spinoff show is going to start late summer. I think mm-hmm. you know since it yeah, and uh, sort of coincide with with the start of you know, you know fall semester in colleges and stuff. And then um, and then we have Ashoka also coming late summer. But oh, yeah. okay, that was the other thing I was missing. I'm like usually when we get an MCU thing going on, there's a Star Trek, Star Wars thing going on, and and so and why those can't be spaced differently is beyond me. I'm like mm-hmm. Disney Plus. You you just need one of those shows. Like this is why you're not making money when you mm-hmm. don't have an MCU show going on to get your subscriptions. That's when you have a Star Wars show to get most of those subscriptions. Back. Right, right, <laughs> like, and that was yeah. Why pl- why have them go simultaneously? Like then you just turn off your subscription when both of them are done. I, I don't yeah, get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I I just I'm just a little worried because I'm already struggling. Will we've had many talks about this about my like I don't know what to call it. Just just my indifferentness to what is what I'm watching on TV these days, yeah. and this weekend in particular, I struggled. I struggled. I jumped from, I tried because I'd seen trailers for it and I was like, you know, that could be good. But I, um, I tried watching, um, class of Oh nine on FX. Hmm. It's, um, have you heard of this? I have not. Okay. It's, um, Brian Henry Tyler and Kate Mara and it's about FBI. Okay. And, um, going into it, it, it just looks like, oh, someone's killing people from this class of FBI agents. And it's about uncovering why. Within like the first episode, and it's it just started a few weeks ago. So there's only, I think, two episodes online, maybe three now. Um, I got through maybe two, maybe one and a half. And then it just got boring. But this is basically Minority Report. Mm. It is it is all about trying to protect the world by predicting crime. And and they do a weird thing with time where they are actually telling the story from three different points of reference. So you have what's going on in um, when they're first all inducted into this class. And then you have, so the past, and then you have what's going on in current day, and then you have the future. Mm. It's mm. so boring. Uh, yeah, that is that is such a derivative show of Minority Report. I Thank mean, you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And it's so, just, it's, 
I mean, it's just they're not interesting characters. And and the moment you realize what's going on, you're just like, I've seen this movie, literally. Which is unfortunate because Brian Tyree Henry is a really good actor, and I just hate to see him like. I think I think he's a good actor when he's given good material because I also tried to watch Causeway cast. Yeah. That Jennifer Lawrence and his movie, and I still haven't finished it. I'm like 20 minutes away. It's so boring. Yeah. Um, he's just not—he's yeah. picking, not picking the right scripts. Not I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. I need another season of Atlanta to happen. <laughs> right. So, so I started there, and then I, um, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe it's just because I need a good K drama. You know. And I saw some trailers for, um, oh my God, what is it? It's like, it's like Nightwatch or something. I forget what the title of it is called now. I used to know like five minutes ago. Um, night, dark, night, oh, whatever. Um, this is going to bother me. So hold on, hold on. Let me, let me just check real quick. It's all his fault. Sometimes when he interrupts me, I lose my train of thought. Um, Black Knight. Okay. I okay. <laughs> I tried watching this. I actually got far. I was. I think it's six episodes. I think I made it through three and a half. And then it got to a point where I was like, I really don't care about any of these characters. The main character is really hot. However. I don't care about anything that's going on. And there's not even a good romance plot. So I was like, checked out. And I finally was like, gave in and like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm putting on Bridgerton, Queen Charlotte, let's go. Two days, all six episodes done, easy binge. Great show. Um, Not a great show. It's Shonda Rhimes, okay? I know, I'm a a Grey's Anatomy OG, Will. I know you are. I, I started Grey's and I fell off like, Season six. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I used to collect the DVD sets. I used to watch it all the time. And then I fell off and intermittently came back in. Haven't watched it for at least four years. Um, But Bridgerton, I have watched the first two seasons um, because it's just easy. It's just easy. Um, I don't have to care about all the characters. I don't have to care about anything that's going on. It's just an easy binge. Um, and and I, this one surprised me, and I'm kind of disappointed that they it wasn't like 12 episodes. Hmm. Um, I think they could have done, they did good with the stories. They told technically three stories, two of which I didn't even know like we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not about like young love technically. Actually, it's about. Um, Technically, two widowers, hmm. or widows, and a a um, a queen who has a very tragic love story. Okay. Um, and and just about their resiliency and um, how 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 you have this idea of love, and then um, and then. It takes a it takes a curveball, and then what that means for a woman in like the 1600s. Hmm. Um, so it's it's Shonda Rhimes. She she has a way. She has a way to tell a story from the female perspective that is very good, um, and I find very very like a good light read, if you will. Um, Got it. 
But still, like, patterns of, of like, um, I want to say resonance, but that's not the right word. But, like, every now and then a real deep thought amidst mm. all of the... <laughs> all of the stuff so so yeah i i ended on that (laughs) so we'll see i i'm trying things i just nothing's sticking these days yeah i don't feel like trailers anymore even though i hate trailers because they give away everything but i i guess i have commitment issues too because i feel like every other show is getting canceled yeah that's (laughs) that's Yeah, that that's another hard thing too. I know as we were discuss, you know discussing earlier about Superman and Lois, it's like part of the reason why I've been, even though I've been seeing a lot of uh, folks in our space uh, saying really good things about Gotham Knights, even though the trailers look bad, but it sounds like it's actually a halfway decent show. But I'm afraid to like start it because I I just know that it's more likely than not going to get canceled. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah we've been heartbreak broken so many times that when you don't get on the chain when it first takes off, it's really hard to get on it after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost takes like, but was it renewed for a second season? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Let's talk about The Flash, because we yep. both watched it. Yep, main topic. After um, <laughs> To me, we already had our main topic. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, it, this was a fine episode. I, I'm not going to repeat myself from last week. I have all of the same complaints, essentially. Yeah. Um, I just... I don't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm there with you. I, it's um, as far as the, the quibbles. I mean, you know, it's, it's if anybody's listened to us before, we're talking about the Flash here in recent seasons. As part as you know, we've talked about the side characters and stuff, uh, and and the problems that we had with it. Even though you know, the only new quibble I would just add that if you're going to do a show, an episode where they're going 20 plus years in the future. Take a little, make a little effort to at least, from a production standpoint, make the characters other than the lead, you know, the female lead look older. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Cecile's probably older than Iris, and she is like looking younger. Uh, I mean, black don't yeah. crack, but come on, uh, really, um, yeah. So there, there was that piece, but story wise, I, I was wondering how they were going to to explain where Eddie came back. And, and I was thinking with the whole 2049 thing, it's like, I must've missed something somewhere along the way. Uh, I don't know if like when they first introduced the cobalt blue, uh, blue crystal at the end of, I guess that was the end of last season. Um, Did they say it was 2049? Uh, Because I know when I, when I watched the first episode, when we first saw Malcolm, uh, Eddie, I, I didn't put it together that that was actually in the future. So, you know, so I, I finally did pick that up uh, last week, but forgot to mention it while we were watching, which, but um, while we were discussing the show, but, um, but that being said, you know, it, it I do like to book in 
that they had with the end of the first season with Eddie sacrificing himself and now having him come back. I mean, I was, you know, it was one of those stories that at loose ends that they set up years ago that I was hoping they would follow up on. And I, I, I honestly, I hate that they waited till, I mean, we don't really see the full cobalt blue, everything until the finale. I really felt like it would have been nice to see that arc or see that arc really maybe in this get unrolled in the second episode of the, of the final four but you know it is it is what it is because I, I just yeah, feel like no. now i just feel no. like next week is going to be overstuffed right. well i think it'll be understuffed but um watching this episode all i could think was like they could have done so much more Mm-hmm. They have such a good foundation here. Yeah. Um. They, I, I mean, I see exactly what they were doing throughout the entire episode. I was like, okay, I, why are we still thinking he's gonna make the right choice? Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. The, to me, I'm just like, Barry, you've been at this how many years now, and you're still falling for this shit. Um. But, but yeah, I, I think, I think a this is an arc that was was honestly meant to be told much longer than a four-part series um, and featured more heavily. You could have done a lot more, have a much more organic buildup of, of him wanting to make that other choice. Yeah. Um, especially there's so much reminders. There's for the last two episodes, this one in particular of, of the sacrifice he made yeah. in the first season that even though that was like eight years ago from a viewer perspective, you're reminded about it so much. You're like, and yet you're still the same person. Like, mm-hmm. and then you're convinced even though like what's really going on here, it's just a very, it's a change. We a also coming and it's a very like, okay, <laughs> it's not as organic <laughs> as I think it could have been. Yeah. Um, the actor did an amazing job with what was given. Mm-hmm. Further proves it could have been stretched out much longer. It also would have made a great season five arc. Like yeah. Yeah. the, I mean, one hand you're you're telling it way too late in the the story, way too late in the series season, much less way too late in the series as a whole. Um, but but I do agree with you. Like it's really clever to. And yes, I know I used the word clever in relation to the Flash season nine. I know. Shock. <laughs> um, but it is clever to pull in that thread all the way back from the season one finale to the C- series finale. Which, do I think the season one finale will remain the best finale in all of Flash? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have no... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should have just. Maybe it'll be better than the season two finale. I don't know, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's um, I I had some very similar thoughts um with you about this episode, and um, I'm just glad we're we're wrapping it up. Yeah, we're putting a bow on it. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I mean the other thing too, just another quibble. Um, not it is. And I know, I know I feel like I'm picking on Cecile, but but it, but it gets to the larger point of like the the threat 
And maybe if they had more time, if they had, you know, as we were discussing here, really had fleshed the story out more. It it just seems that the the negative speed force motivations and 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 maybe it's just because it's just the way that they've utilized these forces over the last few seasons. It doesn't seem like evil or threatening enough that if you know that. That over that there may be a, 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 a disproportionate power level that Cecile had in dispatching Nora in the episode whenever she was possessed by the the crystal. You know, it's like, well, if she can. It's it, it's sort of like the Keon problem they had last week, where it's like all of a sudden you have these overpowered superheroes, except for except for our, except for Barry, <laughs> um, who can who can defeat the 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 big bad so it's sort of, it's just sort of like it's just those internal inconsistencies of of people other people in the show being overpowered against barry's enemies that it's like well why do we even need barry around because <laughs> clearly yeah. clearly these other folks can take care of this thing yeah yeah it's just it was just one of those it just took away. It just took away from the episode for me that you know that if they had really just really focused on the Eddie, Cobalt, Barry, and have these other folks there in a supporting role, not in the Bell and Barry out role. Yeah, yeah. Um, threat, stake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'll stop trying. It just it, again, it's just like I I've, think to me, maybe that's why it didn't bother me because I I've already like checked out of that. If I yeah. can follow a decent character like moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, I, it didn't stand out to me because I think maybe that was a quibble I had with the show in season five and. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't gotten better. It's probably gotten worse. It's gotten worse. And yeah. the stakes, like, it's just anytime not Caitlin opens her mouth, I just lose. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're we're in imaginary land. There are no stakes. None of this matters. They're all going to live at the end of the day. Like, yeah. it's just, it's sad. It, it really is. Because, I mean, you expect that with this genre. But for those of us who have been watching the show since season one, we know what it could be. And mm-hmm. to see where it is, yeah. it's heartbreaking. And yeah. um speaking of and, that heart yeah. 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 Well, and I know where you're gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, go ahead, finish your thought. I did yeah. Could we maybe save that actually for next week when we talk about the series finale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um okay. th- yeah, let's save that the Entertainment Weekly article for then because uh, I did watch. Yeah, I, I, it. Uh, but for folks who haven't read it, I just just put it, tease it out there. I did post it on our socials. Uh, very good article. We'll discuss next week um, about uh, the Flash, and there are there is a a spoiler about one particular character um, that that uh, many people have been wondering about. And I'll just leave it there. Okay. Well. I know one person is going to be surprised because I, A, did not read that article, and B, don't really follow anything to do with The Flash, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um, And um, we'll see if I get surprised or not um, next week. All right. 
On that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Find us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website, www.cenanerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. Bye.